Hi, and welcome to the Medicine for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lynn Stiff. I'm a dietitian turned physician passionate about empowering people to use their lifestyle as medicine. Many of the chronic diseases and cancers that affect our world can be prevented. I'm on a mission to provide you with evidence-based tools and education so you can implement realistic and sustainable changes into your life to combat disease, reach your health goals, and lead your best life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Let's begin this journey together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this next episode of the Medicine for Life podcast. This is uh, Dr. Lynn Stiff. I'm here to talk to you all about goal setting today. If you did not catch last week's episode, uh, we are going to be going over some you know, basic tips for getting started on behavior change and how we can actually take action in our lives right now, because often we get overwhelmed with all of the possibilities, and instead of doing anything, we do nothing because we just don't know where to begin. So last week we talked all about um, you know, taking some time to journal, to evaluate where we are now, where we want to go, and most importantly, where we've been. So I hope over the last week you've all taken some time every day, maybe you know, 10 or 15 minutes, to journal and reflect on these questions. And hopefully in doing that, you've gotten some clarity about where this next step should be. Where do you need to go from here? And probably the most important piece of that is looking at where we've been and what's worked and what hasn't worked so we can create a plan that is going to work long term for us. And what I mentioned last time was a workbook that I created. I actually made it last year for the start of 2020, and it was part of a goal-setting workshop I did. Uh, The video is still up on my Facebook page if you have any interest in catching that. Um, It's about an hour-long workshop uh, all about how to evaluate these specific things I talked about last week. So reflecting on where we want to go, you know, uninhibited dreaming, where do we see ourselves in five years, and how are we going to get there? and then taking some time to look at where we've been in the past. And so that workbook is, um, there's a link for it if you go to my Facebook page, nutrition.health.life, and on Facebook, and um, watch the video. There should be a link in the comments there. Otherwise, you can go to my blog, nutritionhealthlife.com, and uh, you can click on the freebies link, and there you'll be able to get a password to get all of my freebies. And within that uh, freebie section, uh, there is a goal setting workbook. And it's, gosh, 12 pages long, and really has you dive deep into how to set goals that are actually going to result in the outcomes you desire. So my hope is that in that reflection, you have been able to really fine tune one main area you want to work on. And it's not that you can't have multiple areas, but if we really want to be successful, we need to work on one specific area and really make it a routine that we do all the time. And then once that's kind of become a norm in our life, we're able to add more things in. So let's say you you decide exercise is what you really want to set a goal for because you've always wanted to run a 5K and you've never done it before and you don't even know where to begin. And you think you need to work on your diet first and you know, these other stress management and sleep and all these other things before you can, you know, commit to doing this exercise. And I'm going to tell you that, well, I would love for you to be able to do everything at once. The reality is that is not realistic. That's why we are in the place that we are right now. And what we need to do is choose one thing. 
So let's say it's going to be exercise. I want you to laser focus your goal setting on exercise. And if you have never ran in the last year, running a 5k in a couple months might not even be that attainable of a goal. It, it could be depending on your general health and fitness level, but I want you to think of a bigger goal. So this 5k could be your big goal. And then I want you to set some realistic, very achievable benchmarks along the way. So let's say your big goal is to run a 5k. Well, before you can run a 5k, you should be able to walk a 5k. So let's say you right now can maybe walk a mile. You haven't really tried to walk anything further. You're pretty deconditioned. It's just not, you just don't do exercise. So what I would encourage you is to start super small. Like I am going to walk for five minutes every single day this week. That's it. Start small and attainable. And you're going to be so specific. You're going to use something called a SMART format. So SMART stands for specific, which is the S. Measurable is the M. A is attainable. Relevant is R. And timely is T. And so a SMART goal will not just be, I'm going to walk more. That is a a silly goal. (laughs) That's not going to get you anywhere. Um, Maybe it's going to get you where you want to go if, uh, you know, the stars align and you uh, deep down have, you know, more specific plan. But um, I would argue you're very unlikely to actually reach any goal if it's that generic. So instead, you want it to be using the SMART format. So specific, I'm going to walk every day. So that's measurable. And is that attainable? Yes, I could find five minutes every day. Is it relevant? Is walking going to get me to my end goal of running? At this point, yes, it is. And is it timely? Is there a deadline? Yes, I said I'm going to walk five minutes every day for a week. So you can get a calendar. You could schedule when you're going to do your five minutes every day. And you can mark a checkbox every single time you do that goal. And at the end of the week, you can look back and you can see that you did your goal every day. So I want you to lay this out so specific that there is no ambiguity. There is no, uh, well, I, I said I'd walk and I walked for a minute. That counts, right? This is going to be so specific that there is no question in whether or not you reached your goal each day. And so then this week's five minutes, then let's say next week is 10 minutes a day, then 15, then 20, and so on and so forth. And you maybe after you start walking, you're up to 20 minutes a day, you decide to start doing a walk run. So let's say your first month of goals is all around just walking and increasing that stamina and making it a routine. Because let's be honest, many people could probably go run a 5K, but who wants to get up at 5.30 in the morning to go run? There's only a few of us like myself that really enjoy doing that. Um, And it's because it's become a habit and a routine that sets the tone for my entire day. And so you need to just get in the habit of doing this activity on a regular basis so that as the challenge increases, you're not going to just check out and say, this is too much for me to handle. So I know it sounds like, you know, almost beneath us, right? Sometimes to do things like walk five minutes a day and actually to take the brain energy to make that a goal. But I would argue that making that, focusing your brain energy on that is showing it's a priority and that you're going to make sure you do this because your goal is to be able to keep up with your grandkids one day. And if you are in your forties and you can't walk five minutes a day, 
how are you going to keep up with a little kid in 10 years uh, that's running around like crazy, running circles around you? You know, so we need to think about what is the big picture? Why do I want to do this? Um, You know, maybe you have teenagers and you want to be able to keep up with them on the ski slopes. You know, you have to maintain some general level of fitness off ski season if you want to be able to do that, especially as kids get older and are more skilled. Um, And so what I want you to do is to set kind of um, benchmark goals along the way. So we have this first super easy attainable goal for this week. Now, before we set more weekly goals, I want us to think, what is a a reasonable time frame for me to run my 5K? I'm going to tell you four months from now. You might think that's crazy, but if you say two months from now and you don't get to your goal, you're going to be frustrated with yourself, you'll feel ashamed, and you'll just quit altogether. So I say make a goal that in four months you're going to run a 5K. So let's work backwards then. So then let's say that at two months, I should be able to at least walk a 5K. Uh, So what I'm going to do is at one month, I'm going to increase every week five minutes a day of walking. So by the end of the month, I'm at 20 minutes a day. Then when I get into month two, I'm going to do the first week of walking, you know, five extra minutes. So now I'm at 25 minutes a day. And then the second week, I'm going to do walk, run. And it'll be real easy. Like I'll walk five minutes, run one minute, walk five minutes, run one minute. It can be, this, the, the run can be almost as fast as your walk. Whatever it needs to be, the physical act of you trying is what matters. And so then I, I want you to create uh, an increase over month two that will get you to the point that you could completely walk a 5K by the end of the month and you're starting to incorporate some running. Then during the third month, you'll incorporate even more running because right, we're getting towards the goal of running the 5K. And then by, by the fourth month, you're, you're running a 5K probably at the start of the fourth month and you're working on you know, kind of getting used to running continuous if you're going to do continuous um, or with your walk run uh, segments if you decide to do that. Because honestly, walk run can be just as good as, as running alone. No shame in walking, seriously. <laughs> so uh, decide what's best for you. But you're going to have these general benchmarks So you know that by the end of month one, I'm going to be walking 20 minutes a day. By the end of month two, I can walk an entire 5K. By the end of month three, I can walk run a 5K. And by the end of month four, I'm going to be running the entire 5K or doing the intervals that are my goal, which is typically like a a nine-minute run with a one-minute walk, nine-minute run, one-minute walk, or something like that. And so um, once you do this, you can... Not, you don't have to lay out every single week in the upcoming months, but instead you have these benchmarks so that when month one is kind of wrapping up, you can set aside 20 minutes one day and, and plot, plot out what do I want month two to look like? How did month one go? What worked? What didn't work? You know, did I do better with time goals or did I do better with mile goals? And then make your month two based on what worked really well in month one and continue with this gradual increase because our goal is for one, uh, consistency, making sure that this is a habit we can continue. And then two, making sure we can actually do it because how does it feel to reach a goal? It feels awesome. If you put a little check mark that you, you know, did your task every day and you finish it and you don't feel totally spent, you're like, I can do this. I've got this. Why didn't I ever do this before? You know, but if you make your goals unrealistic, like, Right now I don't run at all and I'm going to run, you know, a 24 minute 5k and, you know, 
maybe if you just naturally have the ability that will happen. But what's more likely to happen is that you're going to be like, this is flipping hard. I have no desire. I hate running. This is stupid. Who would ever do this for fun? And who would pay money to do this? It's like, it's ridiculous, right? You'd come up with all these things about how ridiculous this is. So instead of setting yourself up for failure, let's set ourselves up for success. And it is not cheating because you are still doing something you know, at the end of month one that you're not doing now. So even if in your mind something says, oh, that's too easy, that's not a real goal, I would argue that it is a real goal and that voice is what's trying to keep you small and stuck right where you are because change is hard. It is much easier to stay stuck exactly where we are in the status quo and not do anything that causes any discomfort or um, you know, makes a bump in our schedule. So that little voice can just go be quiet and you're going to show it that, no, this goal is going to work. I promise you step aside. Let me do my thing. Okay. Dr. Stiff told me it's going to work. You just shut up. (laughs) So, you know, you can, you just tell that little voice to just relax. It's going to be okay. You're not going to overdo it. And this is going to work out great. So then basically you'll work towards that four month goal or whatever your time frame is. And as you begin to approach it, you might notice that halfway through, like let's say month two, this is going really well. Like every single day you walk or run and you love it. And it's just a routine. You've gotten used to it. You've been doing it for eight weeks. So that's a pretty realistic time frame to think that this is a normal habit for you. You might want to start adding in other goals that will get you to this bigger goal that you have. So maybe now you can you know focus your attention on your diet maybe there is something you'd want you've been wanting to change with your diet that has been a challenge and so you can continue with that first goal of the walk run piece because that is a routine that time is kind of already segmented off in your life and you can now focus the attention of making a change towards something else and so let's say you decide you want to decrease your meat intake and focus on a more mediterranean diet So you might take the time to uh, find some recipes and create goals related to changing your diet, whether that is decreasing certain intake, so decreasing meat, um, or increasing certain intake like produce, uh, fish, um, healthy fats, that kind of thing. And I often, if you're going to take something away, you have to put something in its place. And I usually encourage people not to focus on what they're removing but instead to focus on what they want to add to their diet. Because if you're going to add a bunch of produce, you probably will get too full to eat all the other stuff you used to eat and you'll eventually kind of shift things appropriately. Um, And our brains respond much better to being given something than having something taken from us. And so if we approach this with an abundance mentality that I am going to add this to my life, instead of take something away, it's more likely to be successful. So if you have already kind of gotten momentum on goal one, please consider adding goal two. And if you look at the workbook that um, I'll try to put a link in the show notes as well, but that I mentioned at the beginning, you'll be able to write out a variety of goals and reuse this workbook over and over again. So um, hopefully you'll be able to continue to add pieces every month or two in goals that will radically shift your life that when you enter 2022 you'll be like who was that person at the start of 2021 I don't even remember that you know I can't even remember what it's like you know to not get up and work out for 45 minutes every morning like this is just me or I don't even remember what it's like to eat you know steak every week you know like I can't even remember the last time I had steak. I love, you know, fish and and greens and all this other new food that I've learned how to cook that's delicious. So my goal is that with time, 
these small shifts that again are extremely attainable will add up to become a, a radically different version of you. The version that when you dreamed up last week, you wanted to, to become one day, that version will be within reach in a year. Uh, so if we look at this big picture here, we can definitely approach this in an attainable way and still get to the goals that we want. So I hope that made sense and I hope this was helpful. Again, uh, be sure to review the podcast below and visit me on social media to reach out if you want to say hi or if you have any questions, concerns, or ideas for the podcast. Can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care and be well. While I make every effort to broadcast correct information, I am still learning. The views expressed on this podcast are solely my own, based on extensive experience and research. The views of this podcast are not those of any organizations that I am currently or previously affiliated with. If you have any concerns about views or opinions expressed in this podcast, please contact me directly at lynn.stiff at nutritionhealthlife.com. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another, and I am simply presenting my views on how to... Use diet and lifestyle approaches to improve your health. By listening to this podcast, you agree to not use this podcast as medical advice or to treat any medical conditions that either yourself or others are experiencing. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Do not ignore or delay obtaining professional medical advice because of information accessed or otherwise obtained from or on behalf of Nutrition Health Life LLC or Lynn Stiff MD.